welcome to the Rooflines podcast, produced by Virginia Realtors, where we serve up real talk about real estate in Virginia. On each episode, we break down trends in the housing market and help you make sense of what's going on in Virginia's real estate industry and what's on the horizon. Millennials, Generation Y, digital natives. No matter what you call them, they are currently the largest generation and will have a lasting influence on the economic and social fabric of this country. Today, we will talk about what they have experienced as young adults entering a period of slow economic growth and how things have changed for them in the housing market. Hello, and welcome to Rooflines. I'm Ryan Price, Chief Economist with Virginia Realtors. I'm joined today by our research associate, Dominique, to discuss today's topic. How are you doing, Dominique? I'm doing pretty great, Ryan. Thank you for asking. Glad to hear it. Uh, Are you ready for today's topic? I am. So today's topic is about a group of people that you and I are both familiar with. Uh, Care to guess who that might be? Not entirely sure who that might be. I will give you a hint. They were the first group to grow up with the internet and have somehow become synonymous with things like Starbucks and avocado toast. Ah, millennials. Yes, millennials. Millennials were born between 1981 and 1996 and consist of over 72 million people. And while they are the most diverse and educated group of the generations, they have not been without their challenges. That's right, Ryan. Many millennials came of age during the Great Recession in 2008 and were hit again in 2020 with the COVID-19 pandemic that affected worldwide economic activity. Let's go back to the beginning and talk about the Great Recession. How were millennials impacted by it? Well, a lot of millennials, especially those just graduating college, were unable to find jobs. According to Pew Research, the unemployment rate for young adults reached 20% in June of 2010, compared to 10.9% for older workers. Yeah, we saw a similar thing happen during COVID when uh, unemployment levels were high. That is true. During the Great Recession, unemployment levels for millennials reached 9.6% in April of 2009, while at the height of the pandemic, they reached 14.3% in April of 2020. A lot of people experienced job losses at that time, but they also saw wage decreases. What were wages like for millennials during this period? They were definitely hit the hardest, especially those that were just entering the workforce. Between 2009 and 2014, their pay fell by 11%. That loss of income made it harder uh, for them to save money for things like buying a home, which would increase uh, their wealth over time. It's true. According to the St. Louis Federal Reserve, the average household wealth for a millennial at age 34 was $177,000 in 2021. This is $80,000 less than Gen Xers and $68,000 less than boomers at the exact same age. Okay, so I guess high unemployment, low wages, That's uh, some bad timing uh, in some ways for millennials. Yeah, Ryan, the timing definitely could have been a lot better, but it wasn't just wealth and unemployment that the Great Recession impacted. In 2010, the median age for marriage grew to 28.7 years old for men and 26.5 years old for women. You see now in 2022 that those ages increased again with men getting married at 30 years old and women marrying at 28 years old. And we can also see this delay when we look at birth rates. You know, as many millennial uh, women are choosing to wait longer to have children uh, is what the data is suggesting. And also many are uh, deciding to not have children at all. 
accurate. The average age of mothers has increased from 25 years old to 30 years old in 2022. We've also seen birth rates decline, going from 4.2 million in 2008, which is 2% less than 2007, to 3.2 million births in 2022. So we've talked about the economy, wages, life milestones, but there's another big topic uh, we have not discussed, which has continued to remain an issue for millennials even today, that being student loans. Uh, I think most millennials would love to forget about those. Yeah, since the Great Recession, we've seen the number of borrowers and loans increase significantly. Now, college enrollment reached its peak at 18 million in 2011 per the National Center for Educational Statistics. Many had hoped that by earning a degree, they would increase their chances of employment and, in turn, earn a higher wage. And with so many people enrolling, it has increased the operating costs for those colleges, costs which are more likely than not passed on to the students. Exactly. According to CNBC, between 2008 and 2018, Tuition at a four-year college increased by 37% nationally, and in Virginia, it was 55.7%. Wow, that's a pretty sharp increase. So currently, how much of the total federal student debt do millennials owe? Well, of the 15 million millennial borrowers, they owe $482.4 billion. What about in Virginia? How much do millennials owe here? In Virginia, the average student loan debt is $30,251 per borrower, one of the highest balances in the country. Wow, that sounds high. Virginia is known for having one of the most educated workforces in the country, so I guess that makes sense. Couldn't agree more. Now that we've talked about the economic factors affecting millennials, let's talk about how it also impacts their ability to buy a home. For many years, millennials have made up the biggest share of home buyers. Yeah, they did. From 2014 to 2022, we saw that change this year, though. The percentage of millennial buyers went from 43% last year to 28% this year, making boomers the biggest group of buyers at 39%. Wonder why that trend uh, suddenly reversed? There are a few reasons. Uh, the ones that I've mentioned previously, such as student debt and the lack of wealth built after the Great Recession, but the more current factors are that many boomers are repeat buyers and they have equity saved up in their home. Many millennials are first time buyers, so many of them do not have equity or savings needed in order to compete for those homes. Now, the second biggest reason is the current market that we're living in. Interest rates are hovering around 7%. Home prices have continued to increase due to lack of inventory. And although inflation is down, food and rent prices remain elevated. Yeah, those factors would uh, make saving for a home challenging, especially for first-time millennial buyers. It does. And according to the 2023 Home Buyers and Sellers Generational Report from the National Association of Realtors, saving for a down payment was the most difficult task of the home buying process for millennials. Yeah, I saw that. Um, but I guess even taking all these factors into account, they still want to buy homes though, right? Yes. 55% of potential buyers are planning to either speed up their home purchases or buy when they originally planned to, according to the Bank of America Home Buyer Insights Report. Glad to hear that. What are the millennial first-time home buyers looking for when it comes to purchasing a home? Great question, Ryan. They are looking for smaller homes. 
Younger millennials purchased homes with a median square footage of 1,700 square feet, down from 2,100 last year, while older millennials bought homes at 1,820 square feet, down from 2,400 square feet. Seems like they're downsizing. Why do you think that is? During the pandemic, you saw that many people moved from bigger cities to more suburban ones, partly because of remote work, but also because homes were less expensive and the cost of living was cheaper. Smaller homes also require less energy, so homeowners can save a little bit of money on bills. That is right, Ryan. Both younger and older millennials say that heating and cooling costs are considered the most important environmental-friendly features of a home. What other factors are important for them? Commuting and walkability. In the National Association of Realtors 2023 Community and Transportation Preference Survey, 53% of millennials said that sidewalks and places to take walks are a very important factor when deciding where to live, while 48% say being within a short commute to work and being within walking distance of shops and parks is also a very important factor. Yeah, that makes sense. Not having a long commute means getting back time in your day while also cutting costs on gas, you know, which is better for the environment. True. And 55% said that they would prefer to own or rent an apartment or townhouse. They can easily walk to shops and restaurants and have a shorter commute versus 45% who prefer to own slash rent a detached single family home that they have to drive to shops and restaurants and tend to have a commute that's longer to work. Sounds like many millennial buyers are looking to not only reduce their impact on the environment, but also buy homes in live, work, play type communities where they have greater convenience. And are there any other trends that we're seeing among the millennial buyers, Dominique? Yes. So younger millennial buyers are purchasing more multi-generational homes, going from 4% in 2022 to 11% this year. Millennials are also willing to move further out with the distance between the home they purchased and their previous home increasing to 15 miles for both younger and older millennials. Remote work and affordability are what most likely pushed buyers to move further out. Right. And saving on costs was also the main reason many younger millennials purchased a multi-generational home. So we've talked about buyers. What about millennial sellers? Well, most millennial sellers have homes that were sold in either small towns or the suburbs, and the primary reason they moved is because their homes were too small. Funny how buyers want less space and sellers want more space. Well, I believe that children played a big part in that. So millennial sellers were more likely to have one or more children under the age of 18 living in their home versus buyers. So they're selling their previous home because their family has expanded and they have outgrown space. Uh, okay, got it. Well, thanks for clearing that up. No problem. So that closes out our discussion on millennials, but stay tuned for a quick game. Now, as we mentioned at the beginning of the podcast, both Dominique and I are millennials. So to put our knowledge of our generation to the test, we're going to both ask each other questions about it. Are you ready for that, Dominique? I was born ready. All right. First question. How old are today's oldest and youngest millennials? The oldest millennials were born in 1981. So I will say 42. And the youngest were born in 1996. So 27. That's correct. 
Now it's your turn to ask me a question. Perfect. So are the majority of millennial renters or are they homeowners? Hmm, that's a tricky one. I'm going to say they're homeowners. That's right. According to Rent Cafe, there are 18 million millennial homeowners and 17.2 million renters. Your turn to ask a question. All right. So what is the primary reason millennial buyers delayed saving for down payment uh, for a home purchase? Easy. Student loan debt. You got it. Can you name the second reason? Hmm. So I'm going to say credit card debt. Ding, ding, ding. That's correct. All right. I'm ready for my final question. Okay. So I'm going to switch things up a little bit. So this question, true or false? Millennials have the highest amount of student loan debt compared to any other generation. Hmm. I'm going to say true. Ah, false. Oh, no. Actually, actually, Generation X holds most of the total student loan debt, while millennials hold the second most, according to the Education Data Initiative. Oh, man, I can't believe I missed that one. Well, better look next time. Thank you for joining us today. I will leave you with a smart stat. 36. This is the current median age of a home buyer, which is up from 33 years old last year, according to the National Association of Realtors. Thank you for tuning in to this episode of Rooflines, real talk about real estate in Virginia. If you haven't already, don't forget to subscribe to Rooflines on your favorite podcast platform. If you have ideas for future podcast topics, please share those with us by emailing rooflines at virginiarealtors.org.